time has moved forward. The calendar has turned, and after a long hiatus to make way for legions and lightning, the Wave Rider and Legends have returned to the airwaves, and all is right with the world again. Not to be outdone, our three heroes have also returned to give you all the info you need about this latest episode, the latest news, and no doubt Will will find some way to set American and British relations back decades. We're not professional. Hell, we're not even that good. But what we are is... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm the evil Will. <laughs> and this is Legends TV Talk. All right, gentlemen. How are you doing this evening? It's been a while. Shaking off those cobwebs, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been it's been a December. It's been a hiatus. Yeah. 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 A much longer hiatus than everyone else. Yes. <laughs> well, it's because the show is so good that they had to take extra time to make sure that it's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that happening. <laughs> I mean, just imagine if they spent this much time on the other DC TV shows. Yes. Don't even get me started on Arrow. I'm not allowed to talk bad about Arrow anymore, but we'll go into that. <laughs> yes, that, that's that's later on. Uh, so you guys had a good uh, hiatus, good break, get everything hunky-dory. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome one. I, I yeah, had some I, Yeah, I know you did, Will. You, yeah, I saw some uh, some things happen there, huh? Yes. I uh, my, um, my transition is completed, and you may now call me Wilma. And uh, Wilma. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, just being um no, but uh I got engaged. So she's yeah, like, man. Hey, hey, congratulations, buddy. That's awesome. I'm it's... so sorry. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome, man. Congratulations. Uh you guys are gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm out of wedding season now. I've done like so many weddings recently, it's just been a nightmare. But uh for me, for you, it'll be fine. Uh, Sorry. Wait, I missed that. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. So we. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I like this first segment in the show notes. Hashtag professionalism here, by the way. Uh, yeah, appealing back to little covers. The, the segment one says light banter, catch up on haps. I like that. <laughs> I, I think. I think we've had. We've had a little bit of light banter here, so uh, yeah. I think it's time for a history lesson. And now, for listener, it is time for a history lesson on Legends TV all right, here we go. Season 3, Episode 10, Daddy Darkest. This was directed by Dermot Downs, no relation to uh, Dylan McDermott, obviously. Uh, story by Kito Shimizu and Matthew Mala. And Kyle, why don't you tell us what happened this episode? Yes. John Constantine explains to the legends about the demon, which Sarah reveals to him is Malice. While John insists they leave, leave it to him, Sarah proclaims that they are coming as well. The little girl is Damien Dark's daughter, Nora, and is being held in a insane asylum in 2017. And while they try to help Nora, she is possessed by Malice and sends the trio of Sarah, John, and Leo to 1969. While possessed by Malice, Nora is revealed to have an extraordinary, uh, to have extraordinary abilities, prompting Sarah to once again enter Malice's realm to rescue Nora while trapped in 1969. Uh, they try, uh, they to, re try to recreate the, the symbol Malice that Malice created. created that sent them through time to successfully return home. Nora's Nor prompt is promptly, is promptly reclaimed by Damien Dark, claiming, claiming she will she soon will be soon useful, be useful for, for his full, full resurrection. resurrection. With the demon dealt with, with Constantine departs for the Rave Rider, rider thanking Sarah, thanking Sarah for, her for her help. And that and was weird sense. Leo, Leo, Leo also departs, also departs thanking Mick for the adventure. Sarah calls, Sarah calls a Beva to her notes, her notes only, to only to be told by Ava that, that Rip Hunter has escaped, has escaped from, the time, from the Time Bureau. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're back. It's uh, Hiatus is done, and we have ourselves a new episode uh, with Constantine. Like I've been waiting John. for this the entire season. Yeah. John Constantine is back, and I always loved Matt, Matt Ryan's... Uh, 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 Constantine, I thought it was like just pulled right out of the comic book, super great. 
lots of good gags on this one. Uh, trying to smoke a cigarette the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have the ability to until this to, until the last one. And Gideon's like, as always, smoking is not is prohibited on board. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it was good. Let's. Uh, what about some overall takes from this episode? Uh, Will, what were your overall feelings on this episode? Um, really, <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. Um, to tell you the truth, I, 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 I wanted to like it more. It seemed a little off. Um, I think Constantine. I never thought I'd say this. Constantine should be more of a presence. He should be around more often. It seemed like they rushed him in and rushed him out. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more build up, but I thought the episode overall was good. It was entertaining. Um, but it did it. You know what? Again, it felt like they had a little too much lightheartedness and a little too much like they were trying to do like the exorcist. And so the two things weren't meshing very well. Um, you know, like you just watch her do this incredible acrobatic move to be, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Sarah and Constantine are, you know, having fun it just it it did it seemed <laughs> it, it just seemed a little bit um i don't know what the word is i guess it just like you know it, it seemed to go like around an american like really quickly uh you know it had more add than anything else i guess is what i'd say but over i mean i'd give it a six out of ten you know it was good i enjoyed it i you know i didn't turn it off <laughs> yeah well kyle what do you think i i i really enjoyed this episode anytime constantine wants to grace our screen it's gonna be an awesome time i i love the main title sequence this this yes. week yeah um, yeah it, it definitely brought cool. it back to like the constantine uh series and then also overlaying it with the legends so i love that um matt ryan as constantine is like perfect um it progressed the the episode progressed the story not fa- not far but it, it progressed it enough to know like okay we need we need to see malice it is episode 10 <laughs> we it is by now in every other epi- in every other series we've seen the bad guy all we've seen of malice so far is a hand in sarah's eye and that's it um a hand I, that looks surprisingly british but which we'll get into later yeah uh, or maybe it did i don't know maybe it didn't or maybe not um but yeah i it, it was it was interesting that Nora Dark was the little girl. I was not I wasn't expecting that, even though I re, read up on this stuff. Right. Um. So I was quite was quite um surprised to know that it was her. And uh, yeah, I, I I would give it a eight out of ten. Yeah, you know, I I thought it was solid. I I really enjoyed it. I I didn't see the 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 uh, Nora Dark uh, twist coming either. Uh, although thinking about it, I was like, yeah, okay, it kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because she was, but I, I never put two and two together because when we see her previously when she's older, she has the malice possessed eyes, but I just never put two and two together, you know, watching this episode until it, they kind of revealed that. And so that was, that was a nice mm-hmm. surprise. And maybe had I, you know, turned my thinking cap on, I could have picked up on it earlier, but then I kind of spoiled it for myself. So, uh, but yeah, I, I love Matt Ryan's Constantine. I love Constantine in general. Uh, I like the show, uh, despite what people say. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. I really wanted to see a second season because that cliffhanger, man. Uh, it's ridiculous. But um, we're going to see more Constantine. He's going to be back. He's getting uh, confirmed today. <laughs> yeah, there's like a set picture, right? With Nate. There was a set picture with Nate. And um, then the uh, producers or one of the producers of the show came out. I was like, yeah, Constantine's going to be back in episode 15. Oh, cool! But oh, what cool. they're okay. but what they're shooting right now appear I've, in the caption of like of Nate's uh, Instagram photo was like his first season finale. So they, I mean, they could be maybe they're wrapping it up for us. Be, yeah, I mean, they he could like have a he could not saying it is he could have like a little scene in the season finale or whatnot, but. But we know for sure that he is definitely coming back in episode fifteen. Well, I don't want to get off I mean, topic. Wouldn't it be great if oh. They... oh, go ahead. Well, I don't want to get off topic, but I—I I mean, you know, this TV does this a lot. Um, I just finished a rewatch, believe it or not, of the classic '70s show Soap, 
And that also ended on a famously what? on a clip. Oh, it's a great show. Great show. If you what? haven't seen it, soap is hysterical. Still funny. But they ended on a cliffhanger, and then come to find out later on on the show Benson, they kind of wrapped it up for us. They told us, you know, what had happened a little bit to kind of, you know, lessen the blow. I'd love to see them do that here because anyone who was into Constantine, I, I hate it when they cancel a show in the first season with a cliffhanger and you don't know what the heck happened. I yeah. hate it when they cancel a, cancel the show in the second season and they leave you on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Stargate Universe. Well, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was like, I thought you were talking about Firefly. And I was like, wait, Firefly didn't get a second season. Fire, no. well, Firefly too. Firefly got, well, they got a movie, so they and, got to the wrap that and up. And by the way, Bell, how, yeah, how have you yeah. not noticed, by the way, it's not been mentioned on your great show, Flash TV Talk. How has nobody mentioned that Wolf is Jubal Early from Firefly? The bounty uh, hunter. Okay. <laughs> Don't hate me. Yeah. But I've only seen like all of Firefly like once. And I need to go through and like rewatch everything. It's been years and years ago. Like I, I've seen the first. I, I keep going through. Like I'm gonna watch Firefly yeah. again. I'll watch the first like two episodes, and then I I, I just like for some reason other stuff happens, and I just never. Oh, okay. I've seen the pilot like a thousand times. You're forgiven, uh, <laughs> but like because he was the bounty hunter. Some, some episodes I may not have even seen once. Full disclosure. Yeah. But uh, I, I've seen the Serenity movie a couple times. I like that. Uh, and I, I guess I just yeah I didn't pick up. On it. Oh, sorry. Well, never mind. I don't want to get out. But like I said, because every time I hear Wolf talk, I hear Jubal's voice. Like, why are you the <laughs> ship, River? Because <laughs> he was the bounty hunter in the last episode. All right, thank yeah. you. Not Firefly TV. Well, talk. but yeah. So, uh, so but I, I, I thought that we had heard that there was going to be two Constantine episodes, and I thought it was going to be a two-parter. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I thought like maybe like the end of episode nine, then into ten was that two two episode arc which it turned out to be until he's coming back for episode 15 so he's technically in a three episode right dealio which i'm cool with I, i'm down with that yeah yeah and then uh of course the well, other he, thing but we'll get to that thing. later he adds yes. something to the ensemble i will say that he adds a certain something to the ensemble that they don't have he, he fits perfectly into this cast yes he does he fits oh, yeah. perfectly into the wave rider so I mean, and, and, and I think I, you know, I like the goofiness and the in the in the uh, you know campiness of Legends of Tomorrow, but like they also will do these episodes that that like, kind of like, slack on the camp and and, and lack on it a little bit. And I think Constantine can kind of like fill that sort of like serious you know spooky role or whatever in the show, mm -hmm. uh, and and so like when they don't want to have camp and when they don't want to do that, they can do something and, and bring in some like you know horror elements and some suspenseful elements with Constantine. And I don't know. I, I just think like I I like what he brings to this cast, and I like how he acts with them and interacts with them. I think it's I think it's good, especially between him and Sarah, uh, right. and him and Leo. That. Like that was yeah. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun seeing that uh, sort of flirtiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he would flirt with Leo, and then he tries to seduce Sarah, which they kind of both seduced each other, sort of thing. And yeah. that was just that was a, a neat dynamic to see on the show. I appreciated that. Well, I mean, that's something they didn't do in the NBC, NBC series is like Constantine is a bisexual man. They didn't do any of that there. They did that on Legends. So I'm like, okay, yeah. that's good. I mean, especially with Leo, who's, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. gay, not blind. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line, by the way. Yeah, I laughed out loud. And you're both hot. Look, gay, not blind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and, oh. and it's weird to me because they mentioned it. Yeah, you're right. They mentioned it on the NBC show, and then they never really touched on it, I felt. And then this show, like, it was – they. Well, no, they, 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 they never mentioned it at all in the NBC show. Oh, I thought they did. No. Okay, no, I was no, wrong I, then. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty darn sure they, they never mentioned it at all. And that's why it was, like, such a big thing in uh, Legends when – they confirm that okay, uh, Constantine is bisexual, and there's going to be some flirtiness with uh, Leo. So, like, they, like even on his episode of Arrow, there was nothing of that. Well, there wasn't yeah. anything to begin with for that. Um, but yeah, so well, I thought they handled it really well. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, it's twenty eight. So, guys. I know. Let's you know, get with the freaking times. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh yeah and so you know speaking speaking of uh you know john and uh and, and sarah uh sarah had a very interesting arc this episode mm-hmm. where we get to see some interesting stuff with her and her you know in her past and how that's going to affect her future with this you know darkness that she's had inside of her she's a perfect vessel for and uh and and so now there's this opportunity for her to utilize that as a method to save this girl who has also been possessed by malice and so the uh the you know that one of the, the kicker at the end of this episode was you know when uh, uh when constantine was talking to ray and saying that you know the anti-magic gun you might want to hold on to that uh because it's something we might want to use in the future do you think this is that's a plot point they're going to go with or is this sort of like a suspenseful sort of thing where they're uh uh using that as you know a reason to kind of like so dissent with her because like what if, what if it's one of those things where he tries to exercise her at the end right and he hits her with the holy water and she's just like ah, what, ah you know um is malice still within her is, is there still that demon you know entity inside who's either hiding or controlling her in a way that the team can't distinguish the two what do you think will well given how john responded at the end of the episode i have to say yes you know, it's yeah. You know, she's it's it's there. So, and malice. Well, so do you think that, that? Oh, go ahead. Well, I just was gonna say it seems like too that malice has some serious. Uh, you know, he seems to really want to get Sarah. Like he's got a connection to Sarah, and he's got a connection to this Nora. Um, so it's kind of, it's different. Yeah. Cal, what do you think? I mean, is this? Do you think that uh, uh, Malice is manipulating Sarah in the same way that he manipulated Nora? Uh, because I, I, I think when uh, Ray and, uh, and and Zari took Nora out of the insane asylum, that was fully Malice in control. It's, it's, it's um, kind of the image that I got. In in those instances, yes, I think Malice was in control then, but I, th- there, I'm sure there's like a like a. I'm gonna use this analogy. A tiny seed. That's God. That's weird too. Um. Yeah, there's a little bit of. Oh, that's even worse too. Uh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mouse is still in her. Yeah. <laughs> I just go with it, man. It's 2018. It's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way I said it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a little seed of Mouse in her. Wait, no. Wait, there's a little no. left. That there's there's a little left in left of him in her. Oh wait, no, that's worse too. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you can see malice going it's like do you do you have a little malice in you malice would okay. you like some how about this malice has left his mark within yeah, her soul. and welcome to the perverted tv talk i'm your host yeah and maybe just say why we're not like everyone else <laughs> i know right yeah just say malice left okay, his so, mark so that, in her that'll soul. be something interesting what was that, will? Say that again. I, I missed it i said just say that malice left his mark in her soul that's hey, a, there you go. That that's works. better than what I said. <laughs> Much more poetic. And this is why we have Will. <laughs> Sarah had, uh, she was very important in this episode. Uh, it was, it, through her channeling malice, they were able to actually write the rune, teleport themselves from 1969. Nice. Uh, <laughs> back to 2017. Or, you know, back to the future, as I like to say on this show. Because we get so many opportunities to do that. And uh, meanwhile, though, in 2017, we have uh, uh, despite doing nothing, actually does a lot in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So with our with our B team, which is uh, we have Nate, we have Amaya, we have Zari and we have uh, Ray. They are all on the Wave Rider while the away team i guess you could say the a team away team they are in 1969 and so we have a situation where Giggity. um uh kuwasa comes to the insane asylum tries to stop them from getting nora and nate freezes her with the cold gun which i thought was a pretty neat little tactic there she's turning she freezer solid and like <laughs> she don't have to deal with her anymore so that was that was a good that was a good thing. Her captured, um, and, and uh, they're they're all on the ship, and then everything starts to go haywire. They lose control of the team, and everybody's like, all of a sudden looking up to Mick for advice, and he's so pissed 
because he's trying to watch this game. He just yells at them and actually does a pretty good job taking lead. Uh, <laughs> what did you think about that, Kyle? Like, uh, was it, what did you think about Mick uh, stepping up to the plate there and, and, and I, being team lead for a change? I love the little, like, five seconds of him being team leader. I love that he gave the orders only because he just wanted to watch football. He hasn't I watched know, football live in three years. He wasn't quiet. He wanted to drink his beer and watch football. But, no, the rest of the legends just had to come in and ruin it all for him. Uh, I need to yeah. see leader Mick. <laughs> I know, like, that's what I'm saying. All you got to do is just find a football game or a sports presentation or something like that that he can watch and then have them bother him. And then all of a sudden, like, he'll tell everybody what to do and, and the crisis will be averted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> will, do you, do you think that there's a future for leader, uh, leader Mick? Yeah, I think they're actually building towards that. It was kind of, you know, he took charge. And, yeah, you know, I think the character is on that type of journey. So, you know, and... Let, let's not get into the assassination of like Heatwave as a character and, you know, he should be a villain and, you know, I, I'm not going to have that argument, but I, I do like what they're doing with him in some ways. And then in other ways, it's like, you know, just point your fire gun and shoot it. So, but I do, I think, I think they're going to make him more of a leader as time goes on. I don't know. I, I, I thought, uh, uh, the, you know, comic character assassination that we see on, on legends and, and how in the geek community, people will just go crazy over the assassination of a, you know, uh, a more prevalent character. Take Luke Skywalker in the last Jedi, for example, a lot of people were very upset with, with how they did that to Luke Skywalker. I'm among them. And, uh, you know, people like, (laughs) yeah, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too happy with it either, but, uh, you know, there, there's other characters like the flash, for example, you can't do that with. I think they have a lot more liberty with Heatwave since he is a minor character. Sure, you know he is this villain. There's 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 fewer people who are like diehard Heatwave fans who mm-hmm. are going to be like, I can't believe you did this to my Heatwave. Uh, you know, not my Heatwave hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll trend that on Twitter. Uh, but but yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting <laughs> to see uh, the the leniency that they're allowed to have with these minor characters versus the major characters and what that results in. And here we go having a heroic heat wave as opposed to a pyromaniac that wants to kill the flash. So yeah, lots of growth, lots of growth. I agree. And I, I think it's for the mix the in hands down, but, um, an interesting thing there that we have so uh so we got mick uh and and so let's talk about the a team or the b team again a little bit uh with nate uh he screws something up yet again this episode by not listening to amaya which is kind of his mo it's yeah they're but, but amaya also screwed up i think okay okay she how so she went into the room knowing that that she could, <laughs> that that she could potentially escape, and she did in the end. So I, I that's where I think if if she, if she would have left, if she would have left her in the room, because I think it's I I think that was like a sealed type of room where anything but like I don't think water could have escaped, but air can come in. Whatever. I think yeah. I think. Um, Oh, what's her name? Amasa? No. Yes. Amaya? No. Um, no. Kwasa. Kwasa. Wow. Kwasa. Okay. Kwasa. I just went blank there for for a second. Uh, I think I think if Amaya did not go into the room, she would still be there. I also yeah. think I think Amaya was stupid to unplot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I I kind of I kind of disagree. I think. Amaya, you know, she's trying to reach her, right? Because right. I, I guess she sees her better as a potential ally, and plus she's a family member. So I mean, that's kind of hard. She's a granddaughter, right? So, uh, you know, she's—I think she's weighing the risk first reward because I think if she can go in and she can talk to her and she can get an understanding with her, perhaps there's an opportunity for for Amaya to kind of like switch her over onto their team because having her on on their team versus the fight against Damian Dark would be a pretty powerful ally. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Was that well? I just said absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, it's a calculated risk, and it's one that I think was probably the right move to take. But 
all of that progress that she was making with with her, you know, here's the thing, right? Had 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 Nate not come in and tried to quote save the day, uh, would she have left? Would it would it have been because she was, you know, she's about to turn, right? You, you could see Kuasa kind of go in there and, and sort of, hmm, maybe she's got a point. And then Nate shows up, it's like I'm gonna blast you, and uh, it turns the whole situation up on its head. So, uh, in, in that respect, yeah, it was a bad idea to get out of the room. Uh, is with Nate being, you know, a loose cannon in there. But I, I think overall this is going to turn out good. And eventually uh, Kuasa is going to have a change of heart and listen to her grandmother. And uh, maybe we'll see, we'll see something happen with that character. So, so we'll see there. And, 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 you know, we kind of covered Amaya there too, talking about how she's uh, not convinced that her granddaughter, this is, she thinks that her granddaughter is confused, conflicted, and hurt by the uh, trauma that happened at her village. And this was something that I didn't gather until this episode. So I wanted to ask you guys about it. Uh, Kuwasa mentioned that her mother, who is Vixen's mom yes. and Amaya's daughter. Uh, so she had two daughters and she left Kuwasa in the village and took Vixen, the current Vixen, to, I guess, Central City or something? uh detroit detroit that's right that's right detroit uh was that something that was explained in the cw animated show or is that just something that they explained earlier and i just missed it i think so um i because i was hit and miss on that vixen show um, yeah me too. I, I never caught it i think so I, will did, did you do you yeah, I mean, do you know anything about about that Vixen show? I mean, I, I, I'm curious as to where that piece of information, which I didn't really realize until then, uh, came out. And yeah, I, I haven't. Don't know if it was just here, or if it was like that's something. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Um, to tell you the truth, and the you know, I'm not familiar with Mari's sister. The only thing I know is her uncle from the '80s, which I think has been completely retconned. Uh, so it's tough for me to say. Um, but I, I'm sure they're gonna show us what happened at some point they're in a time ship so i'm sure at some point they are gonna go back to that day and you know although i did i did notice something during that scene did you guys catch where she said he's a part of this too when dealing with yes that might be speculation i did catch that you know when referring to nate basically interesting Yeah. yeah so i think i think the whole thing about um that uh, it's Nate's the grandfather is right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Hmm. Which I'm sure we speculated uh, about. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we talked about that in the past for sure. But, uh, well, yeah, so uh, so that covers Amaya. Now we have, uh, you know, Nate as well. So uh, Ray is needs a haircut not very yes yeah he, he is he is not very featured in this episode but the one important thing that he does do is he gives us this uh this MacGuffin that i'm sure is going to be used at some point this this anti-magic gun that they're building which is based off the heat wave and cold wave hitting each other and creating the weird thing that it creates crossing mm-hmm. the streams. but with nanotech because nanotech is like cool and so we got to make it with nanotech Hashtag otherwise nanotech. You know, whatever um <laughs> And so yeah, so they're making a science-based anti-magic gun, which is which is something that's it's interesting. And I was curious uh, because I, I I don't read a lot of the uh, magic-based comics uh, or follow those characters very much, and so I'm I'm curious that this is something that uh, we've seen in the comics in the past. That this is something where it's like, you know, has Batman ever created an anti-magic gun to fight a magical enemy, or uh, you know, Superman for that matter? Uh, so it, it, I doubt it's a new concept because there's nothing original under the sun. But uh, you see, at any point in the past, I haven't seen. I it. personally don't know. Maybe Will does. <laughs> yeah, I haven't so, seen so, it either. So, so maybe. So maybe this is new. Yeah, it is. Maybe we got a new a new thing here that could be interesting. So, uh, of course, there, there's a heavy implication that we're going to see this in use against Sarah at some point in the future. Um, but. Uh, We'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one, and then finally we get to Zari and and watch this episode. But the way that was interesting with her, she touched the demon possessed Nora, the malice possessed Nora, 
That was the only thing this entire episode that caused Malice any sort of pain or discomfort or fear. And uh, Malice, upon being touched, said that Zari was one of the six. And I think it's time for some speculation on that. Right, so we got a lot of stuff to speculate about this week. And uh, I want to start off with this. And here's a question that I have. So who are the six? At the end of the episode, uh, Amaya talked about the totem. So you had Amaya's, which was spirit, water, which was Kuasa, wind, which is Zari, and there's also earth and fire. So that's five. Who is the six? And what is the, uh, the element that it encompasses? Because obviously these are all elemental based. And, I'm laying it uh, out there so now. I, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it. Will, what do you think? I'm laying it out there now. It's heart and it's Captain Planet. <laughs> owned by DC. That's, it's owned by Warner Brothers. Malice, they summon Captain Planet. <laughs> no, but yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's a I I'm thinking that probably the six is gonna end up being, you know. I have no clue. <laughs> None. Zero. It's, Zilch. It's, it's like the DC version of the Infinity Stones. Probably. I, I mean, so. are these totems? Do they have like a wider, a wider, uh, uh, I guess, uh, appearance or a wider role in DC Comics as a large? Or is this just something that they're kind of going with on Legends because they have these totem people and stuff? I think they're just going with it on Legends because they have these totem people and stuff, and you know, they're not sure where they want to go. Would be my yeah. thinking. So I could see that. I do know well, that like, the fire totem was used in season two of the Vixen uh, animated series, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember what happened to that uh, fire bearer. Uh, he could have been, he could have died, or just given up the totem. So, yeah. That, but also, could that be how Firestorm comes back? Yes. Jax uh, gets the fire totem, and then now he's non-nuclear awesome. firestorm maybe he can't transmute but at least he can like you know shoot fire out of his, yeah. out of his hands but i'm also pretty sure that kawasa is a was a original character made for the um uh animated series and then brought to real life too oh okay okay so that's probably why we've never heard of her before so then this is more than likely just a mechanism for the the tv universe and not necessarily something that's prevalent in the comics yeah right i'm i'm sure there are totems um in dc comics but i i don't know well there's the tattoo totem which is what they call the totem for vixen so right Hmm. maybe the sixth one is adam's gun because you know um mike actually says in the chat that the Adam in the Injustice 2 game uses a gun and that it looks similar to the TV show one. That's true. That's Ryan Uh, Choi. Too many Adams. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, okay. So we know that the six, uh, if there are six, and we know who three of them are, the other two, fire might have been at some point, but we're not quite sure what's what's going on there. Earth, no idea. Uh, And that they're they seem to be important. They seem to be something that has to do with malice, which brings me to my next question. Who is malice? I'm standing. I don't know. Mission. And this kind of, I'm standing. You, you're standing with rip. You, you think it's rip. It's either rip or I have another theory. Rachel. Ah, late on us. Rachel. Cool. They keep saying the demon. They keep calling him the demon. He has something to do with Damien dark. He has something to do with Sarah Lance. Interesting. Just wondering. I'm wondering no. if this is how they bring race back. All right. It's your opinion. It's, it's, my... it's your speculation. But no. No, I think it's honestly <laughs> Rip. If it's not Rip, I got, I'd I, be surprised if it's not Raish. I. If if it's not Raish, it's they're leaning more towards Rip, especially at the end of the episode about him escaping. Right. But I think him escaping is just trying to get red herring. Uh. Yeah, I think he's just trying. Like he's honestly trying to help. I don't think he's trying to get possessed or be possessed. I don't think he'll do anything with magic because that's. It doesn't seem 
it doesn't seem in in line with Rip's character to do anything with magic. True, I'll give you that. Could it be Sarah? It could See, be I think, Sarah. I think that would be. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, because they they they've hinted that she's going to have some, uh, uh, you know, some malicey type things in the future with the anti magic gun and stuff. And I, I I think you're right about the the Rip escaping being a red herring. I think maybe Rip knows that something about Sarah is wrong and he's trying to help, but he doesn't want to go and confront the team about it because obviously right now they're, they're, they're not going to be ready to handle that kind of information. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Sarah, Sarah's, I think it's a good bet for sure, for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, like speaking of rip and speaking of malice, so his disappearance, what do we think that's about? I mean, like, is that, is it a red herring? Is he trying to help? Is he trying to go find some some relics through time to help with a situation? Uh, I, I mean, where could he be? Where is he going? Uh, what do you think, Kyle? Um, yeah, he's going through time. He's trying to get all of the information he can on Malice and then go back to the Legends. Actually, I don't think he might. I don't think he'll go back to the Legends because he got betrayed by the Legends. Um, he's the one. He's the one that. Uh, during that one, the first time Damien Dark came back in Legends in season three, he got arrested because of Sarah calling the Time Bureau. Right. So I think he's off doing his own his own thing, getting all the information, and then going to finally go after Malice. And that's when the Time Bureau and the Legends all converge on one in one time period, and Rip will be there, and so will Malice. And we'll find out that Malice is no one connected to the team, and it's just some old british dude who used to be on fringe wait did i hear somebody <laughs> did i read somewhere or did somebody say that they thought that the agent there gary gary is I did, I did i did post a article from uh, comicbook.com stating that what if gary is malice and i'm like <laughs> that would be hilarious that's that is the most perfect thing i could ever think of because he's always well not always there but he's there enough to be like oh he it's possible it's just like we're in the world of crime san diego where in time is gary yeah (laughs) where where, where is he screwing stuff up again you know we got to find out yeah um another thing that we got to find out is uh what effect is sarah's journey gonna have to like maliceville uh, I mean, you know, we've been talking about it where obviously it's left some kind of impact on her. It doesn't seem to be a big deal based on how she reacted when she came out and how, uh, you know, Constantine did a little exorcism at the end. But uh, there's definitely, like we were talking about earlier, just a little bit of malice in her. Um, malice, like M-A-L-I-C-E. Uh-huh. Like she's... Yeah, so, but yeah, I think it all ties in there together. Like I... Could could there be some sort of we? I mean, we we are dealing with legends of tomorrow. There's the fact the next episode is a time loop kind of thing where it's this sort of Savitar Barry kind of thing where like there's right. this loop going on where like Sarah gets drawn into the investigation of Malice, goes into Malice Land to go save the girl, gets so infected by Malice that she becomes Malice and then goes and tries to set her own existence, you know, by 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 doing all these things and setting them in motion. Do you think we're going to deal with a time loop kind of situation like that if she does turn out to be Malice, or is she just going to be like a vessel for him and the team's going to have to fight her? And, uh, you know, what, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, um, Ava. Ava, right? Yeah, yeah, Ava. Ava's, oh, there we go. Ava versus Malice Sarah. That's that would be an interesting Sarah? fight. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, but yeah, what, what do you guys think is going to happen with that? Is it, it, it circular? I mean, like, what? If she is Malice, does this journey into Malice Land tie into that? And if so, how? Good question. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I mean, I can. I can picture. I because Sarah was the focal point to the to the season two finale with the Spirit Destiny. I right. don't think they're going to have Sarah be the focal point of the season, like the season three finale. I think it's going to be all the totem bear totem bear. Totem yeah, bears, right. bears, Co- coming and defeating Malice. Um, now, could that be that Sarah is now? Because we need Malice needs to be an actual person. It cannot be someone uh, possessed. That's what I'm. Okay. Saying. 
I, I don't so you think they're going to fight the true demon entity and not yes. someone possessed by the demon entity? Okay. Yes. But I, I think they're, I mean, going back to the ray gun. Um, the ray ray gun? Ray gun. <laughs> I mean, they're going to use it to get, to get out malice of Sarah and then that's it of the ray gun? Probably. Like yeah. every other weapon on, on Legends. And we are going to forget we have it. <laughs> Well, it's just it's, oh, you got it. it's it's just like going like on uh, Supergirl, like the end of season one, they had the Omega Hedron, and they never talk it about they never talk about it again. <laughs> but they also, Is that the one that was gonna like power terraform source. the yeah. world or something? It, yeah. It's something like that. It's, it's a power source, but yeah, they they it's it's like a it was like a focal point for the end of season one, but they never talk about it again. But I, I don't yeah. think they're gonna do that here with the ray gun. I think they are gonna use it. Yeah, they'll use the ray gun. They're laying the ground. I mean, well, that'll be good. I mean, yeah. who else is going to leave the team? Um, Leo. Yeah, Leo's already gone, and we'll, we'll, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to Zari at the end of the season? I think she'll uh, stick around. Think so? Yeah. <laughs> Sad face. Well, I mean, I don't know. So, the, so that's that's about. As much as I can think to speculate on this episode, unless you guys have a little bit of extra, uh, extra spec for extra innings on our speculation. Oh, there you um, go. I, I don't. I have no. All right. All right. Well, then, I think it's time for my most favorite part of the show. It Is that where like I sing? It's time for Mixed Quarter of the Week. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, take it away. Skinny Brit in a trench coat. Same difference. Number two. Yeah. His girlfriend's a guy. <laughs> Water bitch stays in the freezer. She's talking to her granddaughter, Sickle. And, and I guess I'll do Leo. Last one. Yeah, yeah, do ahead. I'm gay. I'm gay, not blind. <laughs> 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 well, Leo wins that one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I have to say, like, I, I liked a lot of the, the mix up this week, but but Leo, Leo wins yeah, it for Leo me this wins. week. I don't know. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm with Leo. Uh, well, Leo I'm not wins, with Leo. Leo wins his, but I think Water Bitch stays in the freezer. This is probably my favorite one that Mick said. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll we'll have we'll have two winners. Uh, well, Leo's quote of the week, and then Mick's quote of the week. I guess we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so take it away, Kyle, for the winner of this week's Mick Quote of the Week. Water bitch stays in the freezer. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, uh, we also have some actual news and feedback this week, so I'm excited to get into that. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, and uh, Do we have a bump for that, by the way? It's not. Oh, okay. So, yes, not yet. Oh, cool. Yeah, because we... We rarely get news and even more rarely get feedback. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so what's our news? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Here, here, here's so, our bumper. Uh, we talked here's about our... it earlier up in the show, but, uh, and Constantine is indeed coming back around episode 15. So, uh, that's great. There's also some news that we saw where during the finale shoot, uh, Nate tweeted out or Instagram, the picture uh, of him on the floor and you can clearly see Constantine's elbow in his trench coat uh, behind him so uh, chances are we're going to see Constantine at least uh, one more time possibly two more times uh, in the rest of the season so we're totally excited about that and uh, also this is this is huge news for those who also like uh, Flash uh, Wally West is joining the Legends around episode 13 but will be seen in episode 11 um, so yeah, that's I'm I, I'm super excited because I've been wondering my my whole time like why hasn't Wally been on the Flash, and it turns out that when he was in Blue City, what, what's the name of the city? Blue Did Valley. Wally. Blue Valley. Pal Blue Valley. Blue Valley. Yeah, uh, he apparently fought a Starro, and it was just no big deal. So yeah, yeah all by uh, himself. I, all by himself. No Justice League. No nothing. Just just fought Starro. It's like yep, yeah, whatever. No big deal. So I'm excited to see him on uh, on Legends. That'll be great. And uh, so we also have an iTunes review. And this, <laughs> one, <laughs> this one comes in from Ross. 
No, uh, no, no, no. The iTunes review does not come in from Ross. As far oh, as we okay, know. Okay, the iTunes review does not come in from Ross. Uh, we'll, 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 uh, why, don't, why don't we go ahead, Will? Why don't you, why don't you read this? this uh, Are you this sure you want me to read this? All right. Uh, all right, here we go. This is coming in. It's a three-star review. Three stars. By Darth Vibbert. This podcast could be amazing if not for three things. One, Will's mean-spiritedness as well as constant bashing Havero. Two, editing on the audio was quality was better. Oftentimes, Will is much, much louder than everyone else, which seems right to me. This becomes quite bothersome while either listening in a car or on headphones when you need to turn it up a lot to hear the other host, but then get a deafening Will in your ears when he speaks again. Well, it's all part of my evil plan. Staying on to- And number three, staying on topic. Often tangents are gone off on that aren't even relevant. If both of these, which, by the way, we'll, we'll go back to that. If both of these, these could be adjust, this podcast would be just as great as the other shows in the DC TV Talk lineup. Hope that doesn't sound too harsh. I just enjoy the show and know you guys can make a better quality podcast. Smiley face. Well, you know, <laughs> I yeah, don't no, disagree. I, I, I super appreciate <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, we, we really do. And, and absolutely. Yes, like, absolutely. I, I am very guilty of that going on tangents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> and, and you know, we, we try to stay positive because, you know, it's super easy just to rag on shows. Right. But, you know, sometimes it's it's yeah, it's it's hard. So, Will, I know it's on you, man. You got to <laughs> I'm not changing my ways. Listen, this is all part of the plan. I am the heel of our podcast. I am the the Ric Flair. Woo! I mean, I am just. I'm that guy, all right? I, I, I'm going to cause it like I seize it. Now, to talk about this review, first of all, I 100% agree. The audio stuff, guys, listen, we have cobbled this all together. So any feedback you have on the audio, give it to us. We definitely need it. Yes, please. You please. know, because sometimes we don't know. We're listening to this afterwards, and I do my best to edit it, but it's either – I put it out the way it is, or we don't have a show because we can't really edit on the fly the volumes. So by you telling us, you know, hey, this one Will's really loud or Will's too soft or, or you know, whatever, that allows us to be able to give you guys a better quality cast. So please let us know. We all don't have that Bull York money. So... <laughs> <laughs> but... Oh, he's going to come down hard on us. Oh, this is going to end. <laughs> who do you think wrote the who do you think wrote the review? No. But, no, but uh the other thing here is let me just say this. If you're going to write a review with only 3 stars, which by the way, if our audio quality goes up, I want it go into a fourth. I don't know if I'm, I'm ever going to be positive, but I definitely want the fourth star. So if, if will if if you're if you're the the heel of this podcast, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then Kyle and I will try to be the face and yes. we'll try to keep Will accountable. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do this for you fans. Uh, so yes, we, we really I'm do appreciate kidding. your feedback, yes. uh, especially on the audio stuff. Yes. If you can let us know, uh, you know, you just anytime you hear any sort of discrepancies, like uh, what we can do to try to fix that, uh, we will definitely try to do that because we want to give you guys uh, a good show. We want to make sure you guys are entertained. And, uh, so yeah, if, you know, if, if, if the, if the, if the heel like nature of Will, is abrasive. Well, Kyle and I will be sure to turn it up and uh, and, and present our face side. Uh, Good to, to luck. Use the wrestling analogy here, and uh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we just hope to give you guys a good show. But anyway, we yes. appreciate the feedback. We really do. And uh, we also had uh, so we had something from Ross. Is that right? Yes. Who's yeah. who wants to read that? Me... I won't read it, it in up? my British voice can... because I'll get yelled at again. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, guys, I am totally kidding. I love this, and and thank you for the reviews and give, keep giving us feedback. I'm only picking and playing. Anytime I seem negative, nine times out of ten, I'm doing it for comedic effect. So, I swear I'm a nice guy. I have a I have a that fiance now, so you know she likes me. <laughs> She's giggling in the other room, but Ooh, she likes me. <laughs> it's a long one. <laughs> oh, we I'll, got a, you got a long one from Ross. Yes, yeah, he wrote. He I'll, wrote a I'll book. Read it if that's okay. Yes, can you do it in yeah, a British accent? Can I do it in what? British accent, please. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I'm really kidding. <laughs> no, I can't do it right now. <laughs> hey, guys, how's tricks? Just finished watching the episode and wanted to give my thoughts and speculate a little. To be honest, I wasn't sure what the plot of this episode was. Neither when I we. saw the promo photos of the Legends and the Asylum during the hiatus, I assumed it was for the next week's episode in which Zari has to travel 
through the other legends of consciousness and what I thought was Leo's memories of being in asylum on Earth X, which would have been explained, which would have explained his knowledge of psychology and therapy. I love Constantine in this episode. His interactions with the legends, the respect he showed Amaya was a nice touch. The references to the NBC series was excellent, down to the markings he made, which when he performed the exorcism was also used in the pilot. I did, I did see that. His little, his literal bag of tricks was very entertaining, and Matt Ryan's performance overall makes me miss the show. But I'm looking forward to the animated series. Some speculation: since the legends helped and protected Nora, has this changed her fate at all? I honestly did think of that because you know, quasi time loop and everything, you know, time travel, but you know, concrete. Uh, despite her devotion to her father and the subsequent brainwashing by Malice and his followers. Could we assume that somewhere deep down, Nora will remember this in a future episode and help Ray, Zari, or the others? The big question I have now is, what are the six that Malice refers to? Are there more than five Zambazi totems, or does the number refer to a group or group of people? I do wish Leo had stayed around a few more episodes, but it made sense that he would leave while they were in present-day Central City. I thought they were in Star City. They were. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's Either right. way. Either way, he could just he could just literally just call it the Flash. But hey, I would have loved to have seen Cisco's face after Leo tells him that they had been magically trans magically trapped in 1969 after trying to perform an exorcism on the teenage daughter of a deceased supervillain with the help of a cocky Liverpoolian warlock. <laughs> Looking forward to the podcast. I'm glad you and the show are back. Very happy faced. Thanks, Ross. That was a lot yeah, of thanks, words. Ross. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> See, now, that is a nice review. That's uh, a that I like. I'm not going to pick on him anymore yeah, right? this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well we, we do appreciate the feedback. So, uh, you know, be, feel sure, uh, feel free to email us. Uh, well, actually, we'll get into that in a second. But, uh, yeah, leave us iTunes reviews, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it looks like we're out of time. However, if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, you can follow the show on Twitter at Legends Talk TV. That's Legends Talk TV. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ring That Bell, spelled B E A L L. You can follow me at Kyle Krause 89. You can also listen to me on the Atomic Geekdom podcast. And you can follow me on the Twitters at WR Benson. But if it is 280 characters, right? It is. It's not 240. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. No, because it, was, sure. it was 140 characters before, so they doubled it. Right. So, yes. Okay, because I thought somebody, I saw somebody post 240 something, and I was like, oh, crap, I've been saying that wrong. Anyway, uh, if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at legendstvtalk at gmail.com. Uh, we also created a Facebook page. Be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legendstvtalk. And if you like this show, check out some of the other uh, shows from the DC TV Talk Network. Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, Flash TV Talk, and the iZombie Podcast. And while you're at it, check us out at iTunes and give us a review, and we will read them on the show, even if they're bad. And don't forget, you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player. We are even now on the Google Play in the podcast section. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach for making the music for our bumps and our outro music. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And as always, you stay classy, you idiots. Tomorrow.